The following is not a political statement. Lifespring number 68. And my governor is cooler than your governor. Keep listening for the reason why. What? What did he say? <laughs> You'll never guess. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to LifeSpring. I'm Steve Webb, and I'm your host. Jesus said, whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. Hey, wait a minute. You've heard me say this a bunch of times. Let me let me get some help in here. Hey, James? James, come on in here. Okay. Hey, hey James. Hey, how you doing? Hi, Steve. Here's my Hi. best Californian accent. It's probably something that you're fairly familiar with. Remember, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your age, your sex, your station in life. Jesus said, who do you say that I am? Lifespring is about answering that question. And the question of how am I the answer can and does affect your life today. What will you find here? You'll find music, you'll find conversation, and reasons to believe. Well, thank you, James. That's my friend James Cooper from Minehead, England. Did a good job, huh? Absolutely. Well, hey, LifeSpring is for you if you're wondering about God or if you're curious about Jesus or if you're just looking for hope. Now, today's show is going to be just a little bit different, in case you hadn't noticed already. But uh, it's going to be different in another way, too. Most of the time, as you know, you'll hear me mainly talking to the person who isn't quite sure about the whole Jesus or God question. If you're in that group, please keep listening. What I have today will probably still interest you, but I'm mainly going to be talking to believers today, Christians, followers of Christ. Is that okay with you? Well, I hope so, because that's what I'm going to do. But first, <laughs> what's up with today's opening? Why did he mention the governor, you want to know? Well, I tell you what, let me start with just this. All right, well, here's the deal. My governor, I live in, I live in California, so my governor is Arnold, the governator, the, the terminator. Well, listen, this is a headline in a, in a newspaper that I saw today. Actually, it was the Times, L.A. Times. Governor, son, hurt in accident. Check this out. Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger and his 12-year-old son were slightly injured Sunday afternoon when their motorcycle collided with a car near the family's home in Brentwood. The low-speed collision occurred about 3.15 in the afternoon as Schwarzenegger was riding his Harley Davidson with his son Patrick in the motorcycle's sidecar, according to Margarita Thompson, the governor's press secretary. Okay? Huh? 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 Does your governor or your local politician or even your state or country politician go riding a Harley-Davidson on a Sunday afternoon? Check this out. As the pair were riding north on Mandeville, <clears throat> excuse me, on Mandeville Canyon Road, a car backed out of a driveway in the two, uh, 2100 block, and the governor was unable to avoid striking it, according to Thompson and a spokesman for the L.A. Uh, PD, uh, which investigated the accident. With a security detail from the California Highway Patrol, Schwarzenegger and his son were taken to St. John's Hospital in Santa Monica. 
Both were released after being treated for minor cuts and bruises, Thompson said. She added that the governor received 15 stitches in his lip. Okay? Not too bad, huh? Is that pretty tough? That's like the Terminator, right? The governor said, or, or the governor and Patrick, the older of his two sons, were wearing helmets at the time of the accident, Thompson said. So that's good because here in California we have the helmet law and you have to be riding with a helmet. The driver of the car, she added, was not injured. Authorities would not release the driver's name. The California High Patrol referred calls about the accident to the LAPD. Uh, let's see. There was no one cited. Uh, let's see. Thank God the governor and his son are okay, said the spokesman for the LAPD, Los Angeles Police Department. Now, check this out. The motorcycle accident was at least the second for Schwarzenegger in recent years. Huh? It gets even cooler, huh? <laughs> In a 2003 article for the bodybuilding magazine Flex, all right, has your local politician ever been in a bodybuilding magazine? I don't think so. Anyway, Schwarzenegger recalled in that magazine how a December 2001 accident resulted in six broken ribs and presented him from training for three months before filming of the futuristic action movie Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. All right, now let me, let me do my best Schwarzenegger here. It was a Sunday afternoon, and I was riding through Santa Monica on my Harley when the car in front of me suddenly braked, Schwarzenegger told the magazine. My front wheel hit the rear fender of the car, and I ended up sliding or sliding along the road sideways. I was taken to the ER at St. John's Hospital, and they told me I had six broken ribs and that I couldn't work out for three months until early March. In fact, I started training again in late February which was only six or seven weeks before shooting began. All right, all right, that was pretty... I promise not to do that again, all right? Anyway, continuing. The latest accident was not expected to interfere with any of the governor's scheduled appointments today, according to Thompson. He's totally fine, she said Sunday. And as he was leaving the hospital, the governor was overheard saying... Well, I'm going to break my promise, all right? He was overheard saying, I'll be back. Well, no, not really. I threw that part in. So anyway... I have to tell you that I really do think that my governor is cooler than your governor. All right, now that's the end of that. Okay, so now I guess what we'll do is just really get started with some real good music. This is, again, my friend Waba. The name of the song is Your Grace is Enough. And uh, it goes well with my topic today.
That's a great new song from Waba's brand new CD. The CD is called The Beautiful Effect, and the song is, guess what? Your grace is enough. Go pick it up from Waba at waba.net and tell them you heard it here on the LifeSpring Podcast. As I said, today I'm speaking mainly to believers, followers of Christ, Christians. Again, if you don't really put yourself in that group, stick around. You can eavesdrop on our conversation here. Okay? Listen up. I have a question for you. Ready? Okay, here it is. Do you hang out with people who aren't Christians? Does your circle of friends include people who haven't asked Jesus to be their Savior? If you answered no to those questions, I would like to ask you, why? Why not? Listen to a couple of paragraphs from the New Testament. First, let's look at Mark chapter 2. It says, As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, Jesus told him. And Levi got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, Many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the teachers of the law who were Pharisees saw him eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said to them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners." 
All right, now let's look at Matthew chapter 9. This is the same uh, event from Matthew. By the way, in Mark, when it says, Levi, son of Alphaeus, that was Matthew as well. Okay? Levi, son of Alphaeus, is Matthew. All right. Now, in Matthew's gospel, he was, obviously, he was right there. Let's look at it. Matthew chapter 9, starting in verse 9. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. And Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Okay, so far it's all the same, right? Here's a little bit more detail, though. On hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. Quote, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Unquote. And then Jesus continues, For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Okay, we're going to come back to that. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, in just a minute. All right. These scriptures have been on my mind for quite a long time. As a matter of fact, as you might guess, they pretty much control the content on this podcast. Not just this one, but the entire LifeSpring podcast. I know you've probably heard me say that I'm really glad And I'm thankful that you, as a Christian, are here listening to what I have to say each week. It's wonderful to know that I have brothers and sisters supporting me every week. Some of you even pray for me, and that's awesome. I'm totally grateful for that. But the primary reason I'm here is to try to bring Jesus to the good folks who have questions about him. I want them to see that there are answers that Jesus is relevant and alive today and that he can make a difference for the better in their life today and that he loves them and that because of him living in me, I love them too. Now, the media tries to portray Christians as anything but thinking, caring, and loving people with something of value to contribute to society. Well, I'm trying to change that, if only just a little, with this humble little podcast. The world needs to see that what we have to say is valid, that our ideas will stand the scrutiny of careful thought. They need to see that we are involved in the lives of those around us in a positive and a helpful way. They need to see that we live the message of love and that we don't all just go around hitting the people over the head with it. So many people see Christians as rigid, humorless, and legalistic. You know, if we are to bring a lost and dying world to the place where they want to know about the one who came to bring them life, abundant life, we need to change that perception. If you are one of those people who are afraid to be seen with the, quote, sinners, unquote, remember these scriptures that I've just read to you. And if you need a little bit more convincing, look closely at what Jesus said in the passage from Matthew that we looked at. The Pharisees were questioning the disciples about why Jesus was eating with the tax collectors and sinners. Now, by the way, remember, to eat with someone was a sign of friendship. It was a sign of friendship. Now, Jesus said to these self-righteous Pharisees that questioned, he said, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, 
not sacrifice. Hmm. What does that mean? I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Well, I think here, here's what I think it means. It's more important to bring unbelievers to me than for you to perform your religious obligations, your observing of the law, which of course is what the Pharisees prided themselves on. God doesn't need our sacrifices, but he desires hearts that are willing to do his will. What is his will? Well, as you probably know, Jesus was asked that question in Matthew 22. They they came to me and they said, or they came to him and they said, "Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law?" In other words, what is God's will? Really? Jesus replied, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Well, I suggest that the most important way we fulfill the second greatest commandment is by introducing Jesus to those that don't know him. How could, how, what, what better way to love your neighbor than to show that neighbor that doesn't know Christ that Jesus loves them, that Jesus died for them, and he is the way the truth and the life and that no man comes to the father but by him so how do we do that effectively well jesus modeled for it right here in this passage we've been looking at he sat with them and he ate with them and he did not compromise the message in love when they came to him to fulfill a need he healed them and then he told them to go and sin no more. He met their need, and then he gave them the word. But remember, they would not have come to him if he had not first demonstrated his love and compassion first. That's what I'm about. That's what Lifespring is about. That's what this podcast will always be about. How about you? Agree? Disagree? Questions? Comments? Please, I invite your thought. Email me at steve.lifespring at gmail.com. Love was given. Life was taken. Death released its hold and had over me. Life was given. His love was taken His blood removed the ugly stain I had on me Now I'm clean You made me clean I traded darkness The day I called your name All is new I made brand new I gave you this life For the one I found in you Dream.
That's the greatest message in the world, isn't it? Help me spread the word, would you? As you develop those friendships, encourage them to listen to LifeSpring. I promise to, as much as possible, show your friends that having Jesus in their life is the greatest thing that will ever happen to them. That was Matthew Castile with Clean. You can find that music at the Podsafe Music Network at music.podshow.com. And now for some news. I just heard about this news story today from one of my uh, son Stephen's friends. He, he did a, uh, I guess, a current events thing in, in high school uh, at the school they go to, and this was the article that he shared. Headline is, Mouse Thrown in Fire Gets Revenge. Here's the story. A mouse had its revenge against a homeowner who tried to dispose of it in a in a pile of burning leaves by running back into the man's house and setting it on fire. Luciano Mares, 81, of Fort Sumner in New Mexico, United States, said he caught the mouse inside his house and wanted to get rid of it. I had some leaves burning outside, so I threw it in the fire, and the mouse was on fire and ran back in the house, Mr. Mares said from a motel room. Village Fire Chief Juan Chavez said the burning mouse ran just beneath the window of the house. The flames spread up the window and throughout the house. All contents of the home were destroyed. Can you believe that? I've never heard of that before, and you and I will probably never hear another story like that again. (laughs) 
And with that, we'll end the show. Hey, don't forget to send comments, either email or voice. Uh, you can send uh, MP3s or emails to steve.lifespring at gmail.com, or you can phone 206-350-CALL. Leave a message there, and that'll be delivered to my email inbox. By the way, uh, Bill DeRome played the ending mu- or the uh, the background music today. The title was The Ending Before the Beginning. You can find that at... Uh, themusic.podshow.com or the Podsafe Network as well. And of course, I played Waba today. And um, Waba, of course, you can get at waba.net. So go over there and check that out. And the other song I played was Matthew Castile with Clean, also from the Podsafe Music Network. Remember, show notes are at lifespringpodcast.com. There's links to music, uh, my Frapper map, my Flickr page, my uh, MySpace page. Uh, there's one-click subscription buttons there and other fun stuff. Also, if you want to, uh, let's see, have me come and speak to your group, just drop me a line at the same address, steve.lifespring.gmail.com, and we can start talking about that, you and me. Also, I want to say thank you so much for the great feedback that you've been giving me on the In Touch With God series of podcasts that I've been sending out on the LifeSpring feed. I did two this last week for you, and uh, you can expect more of the same this week. So, uh, really, I, I thank you for the feedback there. Until you hear from me again, remember that Jesus said, Who do you say that I am? LifeSpring is about answering that question and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life today. I'm Steve Webb, and I'm your host, and I'll see you next time. God bless you.